0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Scott here and
1: Pastor Don, nice to have you guys with us.
0: This Pastor Don is our very first podcast from Good Samaritans. So exciting. It's a great it's a great time. And it's called the Good Samcast.
1: Good Sam it makes perfect sense. It just it kind of flows right off the tongue. I exactly.
0: And so just so you know, as you're listening today, Uh, We're gonna start a series of sermon messages. It's not gonna be done like the preaching, but kind of a little bit of a conversation. Pastor Don's gonna share the bulk of the message, though. But we're going to have other things that pop up on the podcast as well. So, you know, just stay tuned. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this, and then you'll have different options. But the sermons will come to you, different classes and things in the future. Just keep an eye on it. But we are really happy to have you joining us for this very first podcast. So, Pastor Don, we... say it's
1: going to be a great opportunity, I think, uh, for them to have a little bit of a spiritual... Spiritual food throughout the week in a podcast format.
0: You know? Because you can listen while you're driving. Some yep. of you might even be working out right now oh. as you're listening. We're all working out Well, every not, day. not me. <laughs> <laughs> I should be. Um, but, you know, we just want to give you some different options on hearing God's Word, uh, connecting with us here at the church. and And speaking of connecting... If you've got friends or family members, and they don't need to be in Las Vegas, they could be anywhere, but especially maybe if they're not connected to a church, share uh, share the podcast with them, and that be a, a great way to reach out to them. So Pastor Don, we have just started a new sermon series. It is based on what?
1: The 23rd Psalm, which I think is maybe one of those beloved scriptures in the Bible, and there's just so much wisdom. If I remember, we had that discussion about how we were going to do this, and and um, we're going to go through it verse by verse, you know, and uh, one verse a week where we focus on some things. And I think one beautiful thing about 23rd Psalm is the way it encourages us to just release the burdens that we were not intended to bear.
0: So the 23rd Psalm has six verses. says, there will be six verses podcast yes. episodes covering the 23rd Psalm. So we hope you listen to them all. But why don't you kick us off, Pastor gun
1: Well, the first thing that we want to do is kind of introduce this idea, this idea of releasing your burdens. Because I think all of us, especially at this time, understand that we carry a lot of burdens in our lives. And uh, I told a story in that first sermon about my son who went off to Florida for his first post-college job and literally packed up everything he owned in a small SUV. Uh, How many of you would be able to pack up everything you own in a small SUV?
0: Well, I I have to interrupt. When I moved from North Dakota to Washington, D.C. a long time ago, everything I owned went into a car. I see. Uh, But that's over. Those days are
1: gone. I don't even think I could pack up my bedroom in a small SUV anymore. (laughs) Um, And this idea that as we go through life, we accumulate stuff. I think we would all agree with that. Uh, But not only do we accumulate material items, but we also accumulate emotional and spiritual baggage as well. Um, Sometimes it's a suitcase of guilt. Sometimes it could be a sack of discontent or a duffel bag of weariness. I think we're all a little bit weary right now. A grief, the longer we live, the more chance that we've had to say goodbye to people we love. Sometimes it's an overnight bag of loneliness, saying goodbye, or just being abandoned, or uh, left by people that love us, or a trunk of fear. And so this series is about learning to release and let go of some of this baggage that we have accumulated over our lives, lay it at the foot of the cross, and just have a sense of
0: freedom and release. So if people are dealing with these burdens now, this is going to be a great time to mm-hmm. find out how God's word encourages us to let it go. Yeah,
1: because you know, we often think when we think about God, God is just. Uh, and maybe this is more old school than it is modern day Christianity. But a lot of old school Christians pretty feel strongly that God's just there to kind of judge. And I really believe that God's primary purpose is for us to feel loved. Uh, accepted and free and full of life. In Matthew 11:28, Jesus says these words very clearly. He says, Come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And I, I take that to heart, that if Jesus says it, he means it. Um, if we allow it, God will lift the burdens from our souls and bring us some of that rest and relief from some of that weariness we kind of owe it to ourselves to lay that out, because here's the thing. Not only do we owe it to ourselves, but we owe it to the people we love, and we owe it to our God. Because when we're burdened, we don't have as much to give, because we're just tired all the time. And as we release these burdens, we have more love for our family, we have more ability to serve God and serve God's people, and we have more joy in our personal lives. So we owe it to ourselves to try to release these burdens.
0: All right, so in order to release these burdens, mm-hmm. you're, you're saying that the 23rd Psalm can be a key to help us do that.
1: Absolutely. It's got some great truth in it that will help us understand how to do it.
0: All right, well, let's start with verse 1.
1: All right, well, the first verse of the 23rd Psalm, and by the way, before I get into verse 1, I really hope that the 23rd Psalm is something that maybe you would put up on your refrigerator or your nightstand and, and memorize it. There's so much great stuff in there that if you can go to that in times of trouble and just have that ready in your memory, I think it'd be a great blessing to you. But the first verse of the 23rd Psalm reads like this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now I did a little bit of uh, research on that, looked at some different Greek translations and so forth. And there's a lot of different translations, but they come down to basic three kind of basic translations. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Another translation that I came across often says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Hmm. Just a little bit of different spin on that, you know, I shall not want. I just think it has a little bit different flavor. And then a third translation said, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And I like bringing in those ideas because they remind us that if we can remember that God is our shepherd, we're not going to carry this burden of want quite as often, right? W-A-N-T, this idea of wanting things can really be a burden. Because so often we just want one more thing. Pastor Scott, if you, if I gave you this sentence, right? Um, I will be happy when blank.
0: My son doesn't want anything else. <laughs>
1: We all can fill that blank in. You know, I'll be happy when I'm healed. That's a very real one. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people are sick or dealing with illness. Uh, I'll be happy when I get promoted. I'll be happy if I keep my job. I'll be happy when the Knights finally win the Stanley Cup.
0: <laughs> oh, they've uh, only been around three years. Yeah,
1: I know. Give, them, give them a little bit of time. Um, it, 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 it seems like so many people, we just want one more thing. And and if we can just get that thing, then we think that's what's going to lead us to peace and happiness. Um, you know, maybe I'll be happy when COVID is over yeah. and we can get back to our normal lives,
0: if we can. If it's we, what it's what we want, just what we but, want. But.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what happens if that want never gets fulfilled? What happens if you never get better, or your loved one doesn't survive? You don't get that promotion or that new job Um, It can keep us from joy and it can be this burden that we carry that just is that block Between us and finding peace and so what I would go on Record as saying is that the first thing that we can do to help release this burden of want Right this thing that says if this happens then I'll be happy is to realize that maybe I should learn to be happy even if it doesn't happen. And the way to do that is, I think, this way. To realize that what you have in your shepherd, right? the Lord is my shepherd, to realize that what you have in your shepherd is greater than what you don't have
0: in life. Okay, I want to I stop you there because when I heard you preach this sermon, mm-hmm. as opposed to us just kind of talking about it now, mm-hmm. that's the line that really stuck with me. What you have in your shepherd is greater than than what you don't have in your life. Because mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. We're always wanting something else. Yeah. And if, if, if that's how we're gonna live, we're never gonna be fulfilled, right. happy, joyful, whatever.
1: Yeah. Because here's the thing, as soon as you get that thing you want, yeah. you just then want something else. That's that's right. Well, I got it. Yeah. And it lasts for a little while, and maybe it brings you joy for a little bit, or, or contentment. And then we put another want in there. And, and it's okay to want things. It's okay to, to want things to happen, but when those wants become the pathway to happiness, to peace, you know, because I, uh, I grew up in Montana. I think most a lot of people listening probably know that. I know you do. Uh, and I spent time, we would go hunt, and, and so we helped some of the ranchers uh, that we hunted with go herd their sheep and take care of their sheep. And here's something I found out about sheep. Mm-hmm. They're not very bright <laughs> and they need a lot of care. Yeah. They need a lot of guidance. And so a shepherd is there to watch over, take care of, guide, protect the sheep. And so when we can realize that we have a God who is there to do those things for us, um, we begin to realize that we have an awful lot in that shepherd, right? I'm going to borrow a phrase from Max Lucado. He says it really well. You have a God who hears you, the power of love behind you, the Holy Spirit within you, all of heaven ahead of you. If you have a shepherd, you have grace for every sin, direction for every turn, and a candle for every dark room. You have an anchor in the storm. You have everything you need. You lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Right. Who can take those blessings from God from you. Can cancer infect your salvation? Can the loss of a job impoverish your prayers? A fire might take your home, but it cannot touch your love for others or the love that they have for you. A flood might come and wash away a home, but it cannot wash away God's love and forgiveness for you. Um, Those are great reminders to us.
0: one of the things I appreciate about this first verse and and the way you're unpacking it for us is just, I I guess, kind of the honesty we can have, and I think you and I both try to communicate that when we speak, is that just because we follow Christ, just because we have a shepherd, doesn't mean life is going to be easy. Uh, And and, and because life isn't easy, there are things we're wanting, you know, Mm -hmm. things we're hoping for, and yet the real reality is that um, it doesn't always work out the way we want it to work out. Mm. And so this first verse, just as that great reminder, is that when you have that shepherd, when you have the shepherd, you've got more than you could ever want in your life.
1: Yeah, you really do have what you need. And since we're being honest, this is one of my biggest struggles. I am... And my wife will tell you this I'm a pretty discontent person um, I don't celebrate the victories as much as I should and I'm always looking to the next thing uh, in some ways that's good you know because you is, if you're going to be a leader or a pastor in a church it's always good to be looking in the future but it leads to a level of discontent in my life um, and I think being able to celebrate every day what you do have in God and just in the blessings around you can just lead to so much more peace. Now, once again, it doesn't mean you can't want other things or you can't be a hard charger or maybe you can't be an ambitious person Because, but those things should be things you do on top of being content with your life versus saying these are the things that are going to bring me content with my life.
0: Yeah, and I can relate because I think in some ways I'm the same way too. I mean, you and I have different personalities, but I mean, you know, we want our church to grow and we want, you know, more for our family and all of that. And in and of itself, some of those things are not bad, Right. but it's when they replace or take first place more than the shepherd that it becomes a problem. So I guess... It becomes a burden. yeah, 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 good point. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're trying to help people let go of, is let go of those burdens. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so let's just end it with this. I'm going to end it with a story and I, I kind of told it in the sermon, but I, it really rang true with me about a man who went in to, to see his pastor, and he was quite upset. He made some bad investment choices and some bad financial planning and was pretty much going to lose a lot of his financials. And so he wanted some support. So he went to his pastor. He was telling him kind of what's going on. And you know, at one point he says, I just really feel like I've lost everything. And um, the pastor says, Well, I'm sorry to hear that you've lost your faith. And the guy says, Well, I didn't lose my faith. I never said that. I I just, actually, if anything, my faith's gotten a little bit stronger because I really had to lean on God during this time. And so the pastor said, Well, then I'm really sorry to hear that you've lost your salvation. And he just looked at the pastor like he was crazy. He said, you and I both know I can't lose my salvation. He goes, well, what about your family? Have they stopped loving you? He said, of course not. It's drawn us close together. And, and he knew where the pastor was headed. So the pastor says, well, it sounds to me like when you say you've lost everything, that maybe you haven't lost anything of great value. You still have your faith, your salvation, and the love of your family and your God in your life. So maybe remember that you've only lost material things, but you haven't lost the most important things. And so here's, I'll end it with this thought. When we give to God our baggage of discontent, our baggage of wants, and we lay it at the foot of the cross, God will replace it with a sorrow-resistant sense of gratitude and contentment, a sense of peace with what's going on in our lives today because what we have in the shepherd is greater than what we do not have in life.
0: Great. Thank you, Pastor Don. i uh, appreciate those words and maybe I, I think it'd be appropriate if we end with a prayer. That's a great, great idea. Especially for the people that are listening right now. Lord God, we are grateful that you are the good shepherd, that when we look to you we realize that what we have in you is greater than what we don't have in life. And so, Lord, we just pray for everyone who's listening right now. And if they're struggling with the burden of want and discontent, that your Holy Spirit would help remove that from them as they rely more and more on you, the Good Shepherd. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Don. Thank you for listening, everyone, to the Good Sam cast, the very first Good Sam cast from Good Samaritan Church here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hopefully many more to come. Many more to come. Thanks, everyone.